Today, two House committees team up to figure out the best way to regulate crypto. Goldman Sachs, Microsoft, and others announce a new blockchain partnership. And Marty Bent of TFTC discusses the impact of the potential 30% tax on Bitcoin miners. Welcome to CNBC's Crypto World. I'm Tanea McKeel. Digital currency prices are turning higher this morning after new inflation data came in better than Wall Street expected. By noon Eastern, Bitcoin rose back above $28,000 while Ether remained in the $1,800 range. Cardano also getting a boost this morning, rising to 37 cents. Okay, let's talk about the top stories. Congress just held a joint hearing on crypto regulation, the first of several planned to try and hammer out new legislation. In the hearing, which focused on measuring regulatory gaps in the crypto market, lawmakers stressed the need for a workable framework for effective crypto regulation. They said the goal was to figure out ways to harness innovation while offering consumer protections. Another area of focus, examining the SEC and CFTC's responsibilities for regulating the space. If we fail to provide a functional framework for digital assets in this country, all we're doing is forcing this activity to happen in an offshore exchange rather than in a nicely innovative, properly regulated U.S. working environment. And that will only hurt U.S. investors, innovators, and consumers. The witnesses at today's hearing included the chief operating officer of the New York Stock Exchange, as well as the chief legal officers for the Web3 Foundation and crypto exchange Kraken. Many countries are advancing effective, practical, fit-for-purpose rules governing digital asset participants. Europe and the United Kingdom, for example, have focused on assessing the specific real-world characteristics of digital assets and advancing risk-based rules to regulate them. Although approaches differ by jurisdiction, there is a common thread through these efforts. Instead of forcing new products into old regulatory schemes, they craft more effective rules from tested principles. In the United States, however, we face significant regulatory gaps. Those gaps are so stark that they have spawned seemingly an unending docket of both private and public litigation. This litigation has not protected consumers. This litigation will not protect consumers either. Congress can fill these gaps with clear mandates. We'll speak with another witness from today's hearing on tomorrow's Crypto World show for his take on what was accomplished. So stay tuned for that. Next, a former Coinbase employee is heading to prison over insider trading of NFTs. A federal judge sentenced Ishan Wahi, a former product manager at Coinbase, to two years in prison after he pleaded guilty on two counts of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Prosecutors said Wahi told his brother and a mutual friend which assets would be listed on Coinbase ahead of time. They also said that tip-off allowed the three men to net more than $1.5 million between June of 2021 and April of 2022. Finally, big-name players like Microsoft, Goldman Sachs, and others are embracing a new blockchain network. According to the joint announcement, the companies plan on launching the Canton Network, a privacy-focused blockchain meant to help connect institutions through smart contracts. The goal is to drive more adoption from big Wall Street players. Alongside Microsoft and Goldman, BNP Paribas, CBOE, S&P Global, and Moody's have also signed on, among others. Testing of the network is set to begin in July. All right, for our main story, let's turn back to crypto regulation. Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are grappling with the best way to craft new laws for crypto, including America's huge Bitcoin mining industry. The Biden administration, for instance, just recently proposed a 30% tax on Bitcoin miners' energy use. So Crypto World's Mackenzie Segalo sat down with Marty Bent, director at Cathedra Bitcoin and founder of TFTC, to talk about the proposed tax and the outlook for Bitcoin miners. 
So Biden's proposed budget for 2024 includes this 30% tax that would target the crypto mining industry. How is that being received uh, by miners out there in the U.S.? Uh, not very well. I would say that's the best way to put it. This 30% tax doesn't make a lot of sense. It's very discriminatory. A Bitcoin mining operation is no different than an Amazon web server farm functionally. These are just computers at the end of the day. Uh, they are paying for their electricity. And so this 30% excise tax seems very discriminatory, discriminatory, excuse me, at the fact that the Biden administration has chosen to single out the Bitcoin mining industry who are paying for their electricity and providing valuable services uh, to grid systems is a, a bit alarming. And in other conversations I've had, the main sticking point here is the fact that it, it's targeting the people who are buying the power rather than the uh, power producers. Can you kind of walk me through the nuances of, of why it feels discriminatory to the industry? For exactly that reason, the Biden administration is singling out a single consumer of electricity, not electricity production itself. And this has been the big problem with the conversation around Bitcoin mining at the federal level is the Biden administration is calling Bitcoin miners, Elizabeth Warren is calling Bitcoin miners these dirty polluters, but the Bitcoin miners aren't producing the electricity. If you're worried about emissions, what you really should target is where the electricity is being produced, where the energy and fuel sources behind that. And that's where the conversation should be. It should not be signaling out miners as a particular consumer uh, polluting the world. That happens at the generation. And we've also seen a lot of, you know, at least what's perceived to be anti-mining legislation making its way through Texas. New York previously uh, in, in 2022 passed new rules also targeting the proof of work mining system. I was surprised to see this making its way, like the, the, this bill making its way through Texas, just because it had become this mecca for the industry after China banned uh, banned mining and, 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 you know, large swaths of the crypto sector. How, how, how significant is this, especially if it's passed and, and how's the momentum looking right now? It would be very significant. It would be a big punch to the gut for the mining industry here. There's been a lot of uh, capital deployed in Texas. There's been a lot of sweat equity deployed in Texas. There's been a lot of very good things in terms of miners participating in demand response to help the grid when it's under stress. And particularly here at the Bitcoin Commons, so I'm in Austin, Texas, and working out of a Bitcoin co-working space. And we're actually right down the street from the Capitol. And what we did is we issued uh, a public information request here in Texas. They had the Public Information Act, which is similar to the FOIA Act at the federal level. And so we were able to request the email correspondence from the legislator who proposed this bill with her staff and any third parties externally between January 10th when the legislative, uh, when the legislative uh, session started and the date that this bill was proposed. And they weren't able to send us any emails from the senator who proposed it or uh, her staff or any third parties. It seems like there was no public communication about this particular issue, which is uh, a bit alarming as well. I, I mean, with, you know, with Texas and, and New York bringing down the hammer, with the federal government potentially rolling out this 30 percent tax, is it even viable? I mean, if this legislation goes through in Texas, for example, is it even viable to continue, uh, you know, running a mining business in the U.S. or is it just a bad business model at this point? 
In the whole of the U.S.? No, I don't think so. We have states like Montana, uh, Wyoming that are really at the forefront that are welcoming minors. Texas, until this bill was presented, was very welcoming as well. Uh, up in Appalachia, in Tennessee, in Kentucky, these states are really putting the foot forward and saying, hey, we want to uh, help out the Bitcoin mining industry and figure out how they can help us out as well. So I don't think it completely eliminates Bitcoin mining in the United States. Uh, the excise tax at the federal level, if that got passed, that would certainly be alarming, would probably scare a lot of operations out of the United States. But the most important thing to realize for all these politicians, whether they be at the state level or the federal level, is these taxes and these discriminatory actions do nothing to hurt the Bitcoin network. They actually make the Bitcoin network stronger because it just distributes the network further geographically. Uh, we had China mine Bitcoin, one of the most authoritarian regimes on the planet uh, two years ago, but still 15 to 20% of the network hash rate is located in China. So no matter what they try to do to shut down Bitcoin, the network will persist, it will distribute. And so the way these politicians should be approaching policy is trying to figure out how to ensure that a lot of the activity is happening here. Because Bitcoin is something that's not going away. Uh, the mining industry is only going to get bigger. It's only going to get more sophisticated. And it's only going to get better at helping grid systems and utilize wasted energy sources off-grid, whether it be uh, flare gas wells or stranded natural gas wells that have been capped and are just not being maintained throughout the whole country. Okay, that's all for Crypto World today, but we'll be back again tomorrow, so we'll see you then.